All right, folks, want to give you the latest breaking updates. We pretty much have two stories we're going to go into much detail on about in this episode. First, the latest on the indictment of President Trump, which looks like will be tomorrow, Wednesday, and he will be in court next week in New York City. And also Ron DeSantis coming out swinging against President Trump on an upcoming Fox Nation interview with Pierce Morgan. But Pierce Morgan wrote an article and detailed a lot of things that Ron DeSantis said. And now we can see that it's on like Donkey Kong between Ron DeSantis and President Trump. So let's get into this. Daily Mail with the exclusive, Trump will not be arraigned this week. Trump is expected to be indicted tomorrow, Wednesday, and then Secret Service will make plans for President Trump to fly to New York, appear in court next week, surrender, be fingerprinted, and have his picture taken. This is all coming from a source that the Daily Mail has that there will be no arraignment this week. It is obviously after hours on Tuesday in New York City, and there was no indictment today. Donald Trump will likely be indicted tomorrow, but won't appear before a judge in New York until next week. There will be no arraignment this week. President Trump, who currently is in Florida, is expected to be formally charged tomorrow, after which the Manhattan District Attorney's Office will reach out to Trump and his Secret Service detail to make arrangements for his surrender. He will then fly to New York where he will be arraigned, fingerprinted, and posed for his mugshot. Meanwhile, it's all hands on deck for the New York Police Department and Metro Police Departments as all officers today were expected to be in uniform, ready for anything in the wake of the potential indictment. They're expecting there to be J6 type activity throughout New York City once the indictment comes down tomorrow. They're preparing for possible unrest and demonstrations. Uh, a New York Police Department internal memo obtained by CNN shows that all officers are to be in uniform and prepared for deployment. Meanwhile, Daniels is also being up, beefing up her, her security after her attorney said she received concerning messages, including some threatening her life. Probably an Antifa leftist. No one cares about Stormy Daniels and his whole thing. The ire is toward the political partisanship and the breaking of the law of Zorro Alvin Bragg, the DA from New York, who is a Georgie Porgy puppet. Washington Metro Police are also preparing for protests, but the U.S. Capitol Police is currently not tracking any direct or credible threats to the U.S. Capitol. Why would there be a threat on the Capitol? It's happening in, in New York. Ridiculousness, ridiculousness. Okay? So that's the, those are the bullet points. If you're unfamiliar with what this whole thing going on is, that'd be surprising unless you're new to this channel. But just a reminder, this is uh, Georgie Porgy, the masked Zorro puppet district attorney there in New York, Alvin Bragg, is bringing an indictment to President Trump over the alleged hush money payments made to uh, adult film star Corn star, corn pop star, Stormy Daniels, Stephanie Clifford, I believe is her real name. 130000 in hush money that was paid by Michael Cohen, supposed hush money. President Trump has denied the affair. Michael Cohen paid her 130000 had her sign a non-disclosure agreement, 
a, a, a hush up money. And as I covered this morning, the grand jury testimony from Bob Costello, Michael Cohen's former attorney, says that Michael Cohen originally said he had nothing on Trump and Trump knew nothing about the payments. Yet he's changed his tune. We know that Michael Cohen is a serial, S-E-R-I-A-L, liar. And as Bob Costello shared yesterday to the grand jury and also last night on Tucker Carlson, watch my previous episode if you missed it for the complete breakdown. Michael Cohen was at his wit's end, willing to take his life, was in desperate and would do anything to escape jail. And that's what they did. They got him to falsify or say false information. Now, you can't say it's not false information because Michael Cohen has said two diametrically opposed things, that he had nothing on President Trump and he had things on President Trump, that President Trump knew nothing about the hush uh, payments, that he didn't know stuff about the payments. So no matter what side of Michael Cohen you believe, he's a liar because he said both things. So that that's where we're at. So we're going to find out tomorrow if that's what really happened. As far as President Trump, in, 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 in fact, being indicted tomorrow. Trump declares he is a victim of Stormy Horseface Daniels' extortion plot, saying he's been targeted by a series of horrible radical left Democrat investigators. Let's see. Does she have a horse face? Not my type. You know, skanky, nasty women who never were my type, never would be my type. Don't see horse face, though. But uh, this just has that fake look. Anyhow, um, there you have, that's the, the latest on that. Now let's go over to Alvin Bragg. As reported yesterday, Jim Jordan, James Comer, and Brian Steele uh, demanded communication, documents, and testimony from Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg yesterday. You are reportedly about to engage in an unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority, the indictment of a former president and current declared candidate for that office. This indictment comes after years of your office searching for a basis, any basis, on which to bring charges, ultimately setting on a novel legal theory, untested anywhere in the country, and one that federal authorities declined to pursue. Okay? So that was the letter. And uh, Alvin Bragg says that he has, it's being reported that he has responded to the letter sent by House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Bragg's office said that they will not be intimidated or deterred. And then with absolutely no sense of irony or self-awareness, a spokesperson for Bragg's office told Fox News today, quote, we will not be intimidated by attempts to undermine the justice process, nor will we let baseless accusations deter us from fairly applying the law. In every prosecution, we follow the law without fear or favor to uncover the truth. Our skilled, honest, and dedicated lawyers remain hard at work. That's right. Alvin Bragg said that he will not be intimidated to undermine the justice process, that he uh, is fairly applying the law and does so without fear or favor. Obviously, that is a bold-faced lie. This is a political operation, as we know that he's been backed by globalist Georgie Porgy, Mr. Zorro himself. And then we have this interesting news coming out of the New York uh, City this morning. A bomb threat was called in just as a judge in Lower Manhattan was about to start hearing over a $250 million lawsuit by New York Attorney General Letitia James against Donald Trump. Tuesday's 911 call was investigated at the courthouse 
uh, was temporarily closed in search and the threat deemed unfounded. So the building featuring the opening footage of Law and Order is where state civil cases are heard. James sued Trump, his company, and three of his children in September for allegedly inflating the value of his real estate company's assets. Wow, man, it's hard to believe that anyone in the Trump sphere did this. This is probably, once again, uh, a flag of false origin so they can make all MAGA pro-Trump people out to be domestic terrorists. Okay, let's get into this juicy bit. So, Ron DeSantis rips Trump's character and chaotic leadership style. This is a article today by Pierce Morgan in the New York Post. He did a sit-down interview with Ron DeSanctimonious, Ron DeSantis, Meatball Ron, whatever you want to call him, whether you're into the name-calling like President Trump or you want to call him Governor Ron DeSantis. Let's not... Let me just get something really, really straight here. If you're new around here, we are solidly and unabashedly on the Trump train 2024. I personally volunteered on the campaign in 2016, voted for him in 2020, and have been uh, uh, a, a Trump supporter since the spring of 2016 when I saw him at a rally not too far from my office uh, in San Diego, uh, down at the com- uh, San Diego Convention Center. I could feel that he was honest and he really wanted to do right by America and uh, Americans and America. Now, President Trump is not perfect, uh, but he is bar none the best president in my lifetime, way surpassing Ronald Reagan. And President Trump accomplished much with animus and opposition, not just from the Democrats, not just from the globalists, but from the establishment Republicans in his own party who hated and still hate and loathe him for being an outsider. And now they have their new representative, Ron DeSantis. Now, again, I'm going to be fair here. And as we go through this article, which Piers Morgan wrote, the actual interview will be aired Thursday on Fox Nation. So we'll have, I'll have an analysis of that on Thursday or Friday morning as well. Let's not forget that President Trump has been on the warpath against Ron DeSantis. And as we'll see here, Ron DeSantis sounds like he will be running for president and announcing very shortly. So let's get into this. But let me just, just in all fairness, even though we're on the Trump train here, President Trump is the first one who's kind of thrown the first uh, stone or the first shot over the bow at uh, Ron DeSanctimonious. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has finally taken the gloves off and launched a blistering attack on his former mentor, Donald Trump. In an exclusive wide-ranging interview with me airing on Fox Nation's Pierce Morgan Uncensored on Thursday, he said stay tuned about his widely expected announcement that he's running for president and declared, I have what it takes to be president and I can beat Biden. Well, President Trump, we know, has what it takes to be president because he was a damn good one, the best one in our lifetime, and he can beat Biden. I would say more on that statement but it'll get me in trouble on one of the platforms on which this show is broadcast. Let's just say that perhaps we know exactly how competitive President Trump is against Biden. But I digress. It's what he said about Trump that will ignite a firestorm in the Republican Party. For months, DeSantis has said nothing as Trump's escalated his verbal attacks on him, branding him, branding his ex-protege Ron DeSanctimonious and Meepo Ron. This is a true statement. President Trump has been railing against Ron DeSantis. 
On Monday, Trump went nuts after DeSantis took a shot at him over his anticipated indictment over alleged payoffs to ex-lover Stormy Daniels saying, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a corn star to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. Now, in all fairness, when I covered this uh, yesterday, it's really funny. Most of my videos have a 99.7 to 99.8. Sometimes I I dip down to 99.6 like to dislike ratio. Yesterday in my fair coverage of Ron DeSanctimonious, and I suspect the same thing is going to happen with this episode, I dropped down to a 98%. There are some Trump folks that do not like any sort of critique of President Trump, but we have to be honest here. President Trump has been the first one to go on the attack against Ron DeSantis. Whether you agree or disagree with it, doesn't matter. It's just a matter of fact that President Trump has been on the offensive against Ron DeSantis. Whether that's warranted or not is not is not the point here. The point is chronologically, President Trump has cast the first stone. The inferred morally censorious tone sparked a furious response from Trump, who raged on his own truth social platform. And I showed you this uh, this truth post in an earlier episode. Ron DeSanctimonious will probably find out about false accusations and fake stories sometime in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage or possibly a man. I'm sure he wants to fight these misfits just like I do. And then President Trump uh, showed the picture that went floating around of Ron DeSantis when he was teaching at a prep school with a whole bunch of uh, girls and perhaps there was alcohol in the picture. Trump's mood is likely to deteriorate further when he when he hears what DeSantis now says about him in our lengthy interview at the governor's mansion in Tallahassee, the most personal and revealing he's ever given. Okay, now before we go any further, remember this is by Piers Morgan, and he's promoting his interview on Thursday. So there's obviously some marketing in here. But let's take a moment here to see who Ron DeSantis has decided to meet with to do this. Pierce Morgan, who is anti-Second Amendment uh, and on Fox Nation, which is part of Fox, which is part of Paul Ryan, where Paul Ryan is. Now, let me address really quick a criticism that Ron DeSantis often gets. And once again, some of you are not going to like this, but I'm giving you fair analysis here. One of the things that I don't like and a lot of people don't like is Ron DeSantis' coziness with the rhino swamp and the rhino folks that are going to be giving him lots of establishment money to run against President Trump in the primaries. Okay? But President Trump also surrounds himself with rhinos. Remember I covered him going to South Carolina with rhino Lindsey Graham, who is a Trump supporter and a warmonger. So even though obviously this is by design and on purpose that he's chose Pierce Morgan to speak to on a Fox affiliated show, we can't just judge it on that alone. Because if we judge Ron DeSantis just on his coziness, which I'm not comfortable with, I'll be honest, his coziness with the swamp and swamp money, President Trump has also surrounded himself with swamp creatures. Something that Ron DeSantis rightfully points out 
and is going to have to be something that many of you folks that are now mad at me listening to this, even though I am 100% on the Trump train, probably were on the Trump train before you were, and I volunteered on his campaign. So I'm just putting it out there if you knew around here. I'm not a Johnny come lately. I'm not a, 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 a in and out of the Trump train. I've been solidly on it for the last, what, seven years? Um, so that being said, you're going to see that Ron DeSantis makes some points here that Trump supporters are going to have to come to terms with. And these are things I've been talking about, um, as you'll see here in a second. Trump's mood is likely to deteriorate. Uh, okay, so that was a marketing thing. It was clear that the governor had enough of Trump's constant baiting and felt ready to take him on and what could end up being a ferocious battle for the White House. Look, folks, I'm not against a battle for the White House. President Trump knocked out everybody in 2016, had no competition in 2020. I don't have a problem with there being uh, a little bit of uh, bloody noses and and uh, elbow throwing in the primaries. President Trump will show that he's got the chops to do it again. And Ron DeSantis is going to have to show how he handles tough situations. Whether it's in 2028 or not that we see Ron DeSantis. In a series of jabs at his likely biggest Republican nominee rival, DeSantis slams Trump over his character failings, character leader, chaotic leadership style, and for his handling of the pandemic, especially in keeping controversial health chief Fauci in his post to run the White House task force, virus task force. Not only that, folks, remember, he uh, he gave, uh, oh, that it says right here, Trump even awarded a presidential commendation medal to Fauci in one of his last acts as president. I have a problem with that. I love President Trump. I support President Trump. But I don't agree with everything he's done. And it's ridiculous to think that I'm a show or 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 controlled opposition just because we rightfully critique President Trump. I've been married to my wife for 26 years. This month is my 26th anniversary of being married to my lovely wife, the woman, the person I love and adore more than anyone on this planet, the mother of my four children. And I don't agree with her on everything every single day. Why am I expected to just agree with everything that President Trump says? I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a lemming. I agree with President Trump, I would have to say, 94.3% of the time. If you factor in all of the things having to do with health and operation warp speed, that probably goes down to 90%. If you take that out, probably goes up to about 97.2%. So I agree with Trump a majority of the time in his policies. But he's dead wrong when it comes to he kept Fauci around too long and Ron DeSantis is correct on this. He's too buddy-buddy with uh, folks in big pharma and put them in positions they should not have been. And he had people like John Bolton and other backstabbers around too long. This is not a critique of President Trump. This is just saying, letting you know that Ron DeSantis in this next part brings up valid concerns even for us MAGA folk. When I asked DeSantis to cite specific differences between him and Trump, he said, well, I think there's a few things. The approach to the virus was different. I would have fired someone, somebody like Anthony. I think he got way too big for his britches, and I think he did a lot of damage. I agree with Ron DeSantis on this, though I'm going to vote for President Trump. 
DeSantis also slammed Trump's chaotic, self-obsessed, and divisive management style, saying, I also think just in terms of my approach to leadership, I get personnel in the government who have the agenda of the people and share our agenda. You bring your own agenda in, you're gone. You're just not going to have that. So the way we run the government, I think, is no daily drama, focus on the big picture, and put points on the board. And I think that's something that's very important. Now, folks, Ron DeSantis has not had, to my knowledge, any detractors or people coming out of his executive uh, office there in the state of Florida coming out against him or with a different agenda. President Trump has had a lot of backstabbers. Now, I know it's it's apples and oranges, a lot of backstabbers because the full force of the globalists and the establishment has been against Trump and his supporters, something that Ron DeSantis has not had to deal with. I understand this. As for the root nicknames he mocked, I don't know how to spell sanctimonious one, I don't really know what it means, but I kind of like it. It's long. It's got a lot of vowels. We'll go with that. That's fine. I mean, you can call me whatever you want, just as long as you also call me a winner, because that's what we've been able to do in Florida is put a lot of points on the board and really take the state to the next level. Until now, DeSantis has never engaged with any of Trump's regular attempts to provoke him, and he doesn't intend to make a habit of it. To me, it's just background noise. It's not important for me to be fighting with people on social media. It's not accomplishing anything for the people I represent. So really just focus on knocking out victories day after day. If I got involved in all the undertow, I would not be able to be an effective governor. So I don't think it's something that makes sense for me. There was a time when DeSantis would have never dared talk this way about Trump, whose presidential endorsement of him when he first ran for governor almost certainly got him over the line in a paper-thin win over Andrew Gillum by just 34,000 votes. I reminded him of what Trump had tweeted before that 2018 election, quote, Ron DeSantis is a brilliant young leader, Yale and then Harvard, who would make a great governor of Florida. He loves our country. He is a true fighter. And he has been. Ron DeSantis is my favorite governor currently and probably one of my favorite governors of all time. But I'm voting for President Trump. DeSantis, who's uh, roughly my age, chuckled. Things have changed a little bit, I guess. It is what it is. And then he spoke about their previous friendship. We had a good relationship when I was a congressman. And I think one of the reasons he got to know me is because I saw the Russia collusion thing as a farce from the very beginning. Very few, very few people said that. We had a handful of us in Congress that were fighting back against it. So I'd go on TV and I would defend him when it wasn't popular and when it was kind of politically risky. But I just thought it was the right thing to do. And then I thought that he had good ideas for the country. And then when I became governor, his last two years as president, we worked very well together. He had a place in Florida and worked with us to serve our state. But then came the big breakup. You made a fatal error in your relationship with Donald Trump, Pierce Morgan suggests. What's that? Asks Ron DeSantis. You got too popular, at which point DeSantis laughs loudly. Well, I would say if you took, if you look at some of uh, of, the, of the change from that, the major thing that happened that's changed this tune was my re-election victory. It was mainly because while most of Trump's big endorsements did badly in the midterms, his previous pet student was by far the biggest Republican winner, landing a massive new majority by more than 1.5 million votes and a stunning validation of his leadership by Florida voters. Okay, this is where Ron DeSantis is sounding like a freaking damn swamp creature. While most of Trump's big endorsements did badly in the midterms. Oh, actually, okay, I'll take that back. Um, that wasn't a quote from him. That's Pierce Morgan. President Trump did awesome in his endorsements. 
over 90% of the people that he endorsed won. And then in some places where they didn't win, well, we know what really happened. And if things the way they were supposed to be, who knows what true record of winning President Trump had in the midterms in his endorsements. If you're Trump desperately trying to get back in the White House, this was a nightmare, I said. My view, though, is we should want the country to do well, DeSantis replied. I want other Republicans to do well. I want them to eclipse me. We're setting a great standard in Florida. Have everyone up their game. So Ron DeSantis is trying to be more of a Reagan, do not speak ill of a fellow Republican. Now, this conversation apparently took place two hours uh, after Ron DeSantis uh, poked fun of the whole Stormy Daniels legal scandal with President Trump. When I asked if he meant to be censorious as he sounded when talking about Trump's allegedly paying off corn pop stars, he doubled down and replied, well, there's a lot of speculation about what the underlying conduct is. That is purported to be it. And the reality is that's just outside my wheelhouse. I mean, that's just not something that I can speak to. I don't know, kind of cryptic statement there. But folks, look, let's not lie. Let's be honest with ourselves. President Trump hasn't been squeaky clean when it comes to marital fidelity. We know this. Okay. One of his wives, can't remember which one, was one of his previous lovers. I don't, I don't remember the specifics. Now, we, we, we accept this foible of President Trump. We also see what a great father he is. Look how stellar his children are. So, Ron DeSantis, if he doesn't have these skeletons in the closet, can take a moral high ground on this. Okay? If I were running against someone for a political office who had uh, these types of things that I could take a moral high ground on, I would do that as well. My wife is the only person I've known in the biblical sense. She is a mother of, of all my children and we've been 100% faithful. There are no skeletons in my closet when it comes to moral fidelity. And if Ron DeSantis can say that and that is a character builder for him and he's running all, uh, against President Trump, I think that's a valid thing for him to say. That being said, President Trump is a proven warrior and an effective executive in the Oval Office, and he gets my vote. The message was clear, according to Piers Morgan. I'm nothing like Trump when it comes to sleazy behavior. Now, once again, that is an interpretation by Piers Morgan. And when I followed up by asking him if personal conduct in a leader matters, he contrasted Trump to past presidents with a higher moral code. I'm going to break this down a little bit for you as well, because we know that our founding fathers weren't perfect, including some of them, like Ben Franklin, were sleazebags. At the end of the day, as a leader, you really want to look to people like our founding fathers. Like what type of character? It's not saying that you don't ever make a mistake in your personal life, but I think that what type of characters are you bringing? So somebody who really set the standard in George Washington because he was he put the republic over his own personal interests. When he, we won the American Revolution, Washington surrendered his sword. King George III said he's the greatest man in the world. If he gives up power, I think the person is more about how you handle your public duties and the kind of character you bring to that endeavor. Now, character is very important to me. But I want a bulldog with all of the enemies of America that we have now. And I know that bulldog is President Trump. Even if that bulldog might be a little randy and hard to control on the leash, if he's doing his job as a guard dog, I'm going to put up with some of those foibles.
And the founding fathers weren't perfect. George Washington was a slave owner. I don't judge him by 2023 standards, but he was a slave owner. That's a fact. Some of the founding fathers, uh, you know, like we know Benjamin Franklin, okay? Alexander Hamilton uh, had a very famous affair, okay? Now, obviously, Franklin and Hamilton were not uh, presidents, but they were part of the founding of this country. I asked him how important the truth is to him in a world where leaders like Trump and recently ousted UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson have played so footloose with facts. Once again, this is Piers Morgan editorializing and marketing for his upcoming interview. People feel whether it's being in the US or the UK, there's been a departure from the truth being an important factor of leadership. That was a question. Sorry if I didn't read it as such. 100% DeSantis replied, Truth is essential. We have to agree that there's a certain reality to the world we live in. And if we can just create our own facts, then we're never going to be able to agree on anything or really be able to do policy in a way that makes sense. So yes, it's not your truth or my truth. It's the truth. And I agree with that. And President Trump does as well. President Trump says things that I can't repeat because the show is on YouTube and Google doesn't like us reporting when President Trump makes certain claims. But just because he makes those claims... Well, we'll just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at that. But you know, you know where I'm going at with this. There's no doubt that DeSantis is now preparing to take on the man who claims to have made him what he is. I asked him if he was familiar with the story of Frankenstein, and he said he'd seen the movie. And you're alluding to what? He smirked, knowing full well what I was alluding to. Dr. Frankenstein creates a monster, then loses control of the monster, and then the monster ends up killing him. You know the parallel I'm making. DeSantis chuckles. Let's put the country first rather than worry about any personalities or any type of individual. At the end of the day, I'm a vessel for the aspirations of the people I represent. It's not about me. As Ronald Reagan said, there's no limit to what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit. That's true, I replied. But you're up against somebody who definitely cares who gets the credit and who's desperate to want to win back the White House. Well, I'm not against anybody quite yet, DeSantis replied. Not quite. But after this explosive interview, I'm sure he will be very soon. So we will cover that interview on Thursday night, depending what time it airs, or Friday morning. Thanks for being here, folks. I want to go through this uh, important news. Make sure that you like, share, subscribe, or press follow if you're listening to watching this on one of our podcast platforms. Also, please don't forget to check out our sister YouTube channel, The BCP Report, and also my other show, BCP Unfiltered. Links to all of those shows are down below. Ciao, goodbye. God bless.